stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you, pre-recorded from DNHQ, um, four? Four, in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is the Blue Heaven Podcast. You be louder, all right? Nobody asked you to be quiet about this. We are powered by the Overtime Podcast Network. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on the Twitter and on the Instagram and in your hearts. And in your hearts. And I am Brooke. You can find me at BrookeMe3 on Twitter and Instagram and not in your hearts. On today's show, Stuff. things get a little spicy in the Giants-Dodgers spring training <laughs> Arizona rivalry. Yeah. I don't we, know what else to call it. Um, did you call it Wivalry Week? Wivalry Week. Wivalry Week. Uh, what else are we doing? We got uh, we got some our, more rosturbations. It's mid camp rosturbation now. Yeah. You guys are going to just you know, you guys are going to go home to your family. Grandma, I want to rosturbate with you. Well, I, what do you who, do you think Will Smith is going to make the opening day roster? The Dodgers are cutting, so that's a thing. We'll explain later. We're not going uh, to elaborate <laughs> on that anymore. For, for, former uh, or previously foreshadowing there is Will Smith broken? Question mark. We will be stealing the bag. So, this is, uh, this is jump right into it by first telling you. Don't forget about our giveaway. We are giving away a uh, autographed baseball. The autograph is none other than Brooke. Oh wait, no, sorry. Producer says it's actually Gavin Lux. Gavin Lux signed baseball. So go to DodgersNation.com/slash/giveaways. We will pick the winner after I come back from Arizona because I'm going with my boys, 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 and we can go party. You got to go get the ball signed. <laughs> yeah, man, Kevin, <laughs> please save us the money. Please. Um, yeah, I think yeah. if I signed it, we'd have to pay them to take it. In two weeks, we'll be doing a show, a live show on St. Patrick's Day. So that's going to be... Um, Insert music here. Irish music. What will we do with the drunken sailor? Whatever what will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. So, uh, the Dodgers-Giants rivalry is apparently renewed. Clayton Kershaw trying to fight a third base coach. Our friend, friend of the show, Ron Wotus. Were you uh, were you doing this full time when we had him, or was that still no, the other no, guy? No, I miss Wotus. Yeah, uh, Ronnie. He's a nice guy. For some reason, if you guys missed it way back in the day, I think it was like episode thirty or something like that of this fine uh, sportscast show. We had Ron Wotus on the show, and um, again, he's a, he's he's a real nice fella. I understand the anger in the moment of the game, but um, what? Ha- wait, I have that button. Well, what had happened was there it is. A Dodger was who was hit again? Uh, JT got plunked in That's the right, hand, sure. which is enough. You know, shades of last uh, 2018 spring yeah. training when he got hit by that was an A's game, right? So the A's actually played today uh, against the Dodgers, but I'm pretty sure it was the A's, and I'm pretty sure it was like Grant Belfour or something like that. 
I'm just pulling that out of, out of thin air. If I'm wrong, then don't, don't correct ass. me because I'm, I'm sensitive. But uh, JT got hit in the same hand that he broke back in 2018 that kept him out like a pretty good chunk of the year. And the Dodgers mm -hmm. pretty much sucked for the first part of that year. Do you remember yes. that? Oh, yes. So JT gets hit on the he gets hit more on the knuckles this time, but he went down for a while and it looked pretty sketchy. So yeah. he you know he doesn't come out of the game. He actually hits a home run at his next at bat, but in the following inning at the top of the second, Kershaw plunks the catcher, uh -huh. and it it ruffled looked, some feathers. For I mean, sure. it looked like he plunked him. Yeah, he, I mean, he put it in the spot that a big league professional pitcher knows is the appropriate place to hit somebody as a sign of like, hey. Don't do that again. It's right on the right on the buttocks, as as Forrest Gump would say. On the ass meat. I got <laughs> hit on, on the, the buttocks. buttocks. <laughs> uh, and then on his, you know, struck out the next guy on the way back in the dugout. Ron Wotus had some passing words, and if uh -huh. you look at it, he looks pretty pissed. Yeah, this is our uh, artist uh, representation of it. <laughs> <laughs> And then, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. there's a button for that. Yeah, a button for everything. Uh, Kershaw looked more confused than anything else. Uh, yes. Like he he knew he was supposed to be angry, but he didn't know why he was supposed to be angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, afterwards, uh, I like that fire in spring training, though. Yeah, it makes it a little bit fun. It's only a second outing. You know, he's he threw three innings. He looked good. He um, you know it wasn't touching ninety three this time, but for him to go out there and be angry, hell yeah. For him to to back up uh, back up his boys. <laughs> and be ready to take on an old man third base coach him down i'm all for it and yeah you know, it's been a while since we've really had a useful dodger giants rivalry and i don't think this is the 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 start of something any you know anything that's gonna carry over into the season but um it's just wotus all year long <laughs> <laughs> yeah all season long they're gonna be barking at each other but it definitely uh you know incited a bit of a riot on on twitter people were were angritated about it Angritated. Angritated. I I was surprised to see that people were annoyed at Kershaw for saying anything. Or even, I didn't see enough responding. of it. You're the guy who did did the thing. Yeah, I mean, I saw obviously people were like annoyed that uh, Wotus had said anything in the first place. But there was a couple people on Twitter that I saw that are Dodgers fans. They were like, "Why did Kershaw even bother with him?" It's like, hey, he's a competitor. That's what he does. Like he doesn't he doesn't mess around. You know, you know Kershaw. Yeah, he's a nice kid. <laughs> he's a he's a competitor and he's pretty fierce. And if you, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna mess with him, you're gonna get bit. Doesn't matter what time of the year it is. I yeah. love that he's playing. He's playing like it's like it's like it's an important game. That's that's all I took from that. Was like he looks sharp. His curveball looked great. Uh, the slider still needs some work on it early in the in spring training. But overall, I've loved what I've seen from Kershaw. But I've loved him trying to kill people even more. He also like immediately got cut off by the umpire. Like, yeah, so fast that he didn't even have a chance to say anything. So basically, what he got out was, "What'd you say? What did you say? What'd you say?" And then got cut off. And then he said, "I'm asking him what he said." I know. Try to have a conversation here. And then he was just like, "Just loud. Loud. go back to the out." And Com then both sides got warned. Commenter Steve good. on our DodgersNation.com. Make sure you guys subscribe to DodgersNation.com. But um. Uh, Steve says, I'm surprised Kershaw hit anyone. He usually doesn't have his teammates' backs when it comes to batters being hit. Uh, I would, I don't know. I don't agree with that so much. I think Kershaw will do whatever it takes to have his team's back. I mean, he's more of somebody to probably... Um, I think he's become more of that with age. 
Um, yeah, he's always a competitor. He's stage. always he's always a grinder, but he's never like a guy that I pictured as like a retaliation type of guy in a, in a game. But mm-hmm. he's become more of that with age, and the more he's grown close, he, he's really close with the with like the veterans on the team now. And that's not a that's, well, that's not always because the case he is the veteran. He is the veteran on the team now. But despite you think about guys around, like, like you think about guys like JT um, who have been around for a while now, and and he's obviously him and Kershaw are some of the leaders of the team. There's only a couple that are really considered the leaders of the team, but those are definitely two of the guys. And knowing Turner's injury history and how important he can be to the team, it's like, yeah, he mm-hmm. absolutely had. If I mean, it, we still don't know that he necessarily did that on purpose, but if he did, every think, reason to. I don't think I don't he mind. did. I don't it, think he did, but. He also, I mean, of course he's going to say he didn't do it on purpose. No, he's he's not he's not a dumb about it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just I just like to see him fired up. That's you, it. That's you, all. It you people down to. listening, usually this is the part where we chime in on something like this with the our live audience. But yeah, you people listening, go ahead and uh, you know mash us uh, in the comments uh, on Facebook. Or, mash us? I don't know. What man. are they gonna do to us? I'm try. I'm trying to think today where I'm just making up BS the whole time. I don't want to be mashed. <laughs> so you want to be mashed or pass? Is that a new game? I'm not going to make that segment. segment. So, anyways, that's the thing. I mean, there's more comments about it. There's people again. There's there's kind of both sides of of anger and and like why did he do this or what's the point? It's spring training, but whatever. I I, I like him having some sort of uh you know fire under him about it. That makes uh it makes me excited, more excited-er for spring training. Excited, excited her, yeah. or for for the regular season. But speaking of spring training, um, the Dodgers made some cuts today. Today being Thursday, they're cutters. See, this is the part we're explaining it. Yeah, they uh, they reassigned our boy Josiah Gray and uh, Edwin Uceta, a couple of pitchers, to minor league camp because it's it's hitting that point now at camp. Like I've, I'm still, I don't know about you, but I'm still stuck at that point where you you want to say it's early in camp, but it's not. It's really the middle of camp, sort of now. It's actually not anymore. I mean, it's it's first week of March. Yeah, so, so mid camp. Technically, there's only three weeks of. Sp- Spring training ish left, mm-hmm. ish. And the, did you see also to to double back from Tuesday's show or Thursday or Wednesday if you got depending on how you guys uh, digest the show? But they officially the Dodgers officially let people know that the pavilions will be closed for the freeway series. Yeah, it's nice of them to let people know now. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> they, were they just not selling because t- you could have bought tickets already? To that. People so were did they not- have tickets. So I saw at least one season ticket holder who, who responded to you know. I, I posted the line that was in the press release where it's like, "Hey, you know, there's a fair chance these seats won't be open." <laughs> and the guy's like, and "What the, the hell?" <laughs> it's like, "All right, I guess they're going to upgrade me to behind home plate, right?" It's like, uh, <laughs> "I think you're, I think you're screwed, bud." I, yeah, I think so. that's just part of it. Yeah, those seats are going to the uh, construction workers, as Janet Marie Smith said, but. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So a couple of a uh, couple of reassignments makes enough. You know, it makes sense. They got to get their innings in. They have to get ready for uh, the AAA seasons. I think it's uh, yeah. Usetta might be going to AAA. He might maybe start at AA though, just because that AAA <laughs> rotation is already gonna be so damn deep. Um, I'm not mad at this. Like, it makes sense. You got to start getting more innings to other people. Blake Trinan, I think uh, Dave Roberts said Trinan should is probably going to pitch this weekend. He hasn't done anything um, in a game because he's working on mechanics on, you know, the reason he was bad last year. They're trying to fix it. He's done about as much as I have this spring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're proud of you for it. Uh, Jimmy but, Nelson is another guy that they need to eventually get innings for as he uh, starts to make his way back into pitching in games. Dustin May started throwing a ball again, so he's going to get into games at some point. you got to think. 
Yeah, first first time in a long time this spring that he's picked up a ball. So we're proud of the we're proud of the boy. Our boy. Uh, there's a lot of guys. There's so in terms of the roster and how it's shaken out. There's still a lot of details to iron out mm-hmm. in terms of who's going to be on the opening day roster. So getting Josiah Gray and Usada out of there, guys who were already not being considered for the opening day roster, just makes sense because now you get those competitions in camp. Those guys need to get more innings mm-hmm. to show what they can do and show they're capable <clears throat> or not capable. So. In order for those battles to happen, you gotta you gotta kind of you know cut bait with the uh, guys who aren't being considered. Let them get their innings at minor league camp, and they could technically still come up to big league camp and pitch during spring. If yeah, they, they do that. They do that quite often. Plus, I mean, minor league camp opens later. It starts yeah. later, so they now they actually have a spot to go and work out and throw in games. So that's usually kind of how that that goes. Um, I think probably over the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, Monday at the latest, you're going to see another five or six. You know, Cody Thomas probably will get reassigned. Um, there's going to be a decent amount of people reassigned yeah. next week. Yeah, like there's going to be a probably a hefty chunk in like a three day period that are mm-hmm. that are all they're going to they're going to cut it down just to mostly 40 man guys and that's where it should be at this point in time you know we'll be like at that point now you'll be it, within that you know two two three week calendar uh or you know space to get to opening day or opening week or, and all that so it just makes sense start start doing that start trimming the fat um even though none of them are fat so it's good. To, it's a good thing you're going out there during a good week. Then mm-hmm. you'll get to see actual real baseball players. Yeah, playing. Uh, for most of the games. Yeah, I'm proud of you. I know how. To I got to watch like little kids play when we went to our. We <laughs> I know were, how to schedule. We went to the second spring training game of the season or something like that. Yeah, so. it's like uh, all right. Justin Turner got his bat uh, one one and a half at bats. Let's uh, go ahead yeah. and send him out the pasture. Like they sent Mookie out, and now he's gone. <laughs> In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. But looking at the roster, um, I, 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 funny enough, we really haven't talked much about this without microphones shoved into our face, but. What's wrong with Will Smith, and how do you feel about his uh, his spring? He uh, <laughs> he doesn't look good. Uh, no, no, well, you know, we'll say offensively. We'll say offensively, he doesn't look good. His offense looks offensive Be- right behind now, the plate. Yeah. It's kind of hard to judge during spring training because, well, it's spring training. But his bat. I mean, he just looks. I don't even know how to describe it. Usually, I can pick up on batters like there's there's something in their swing that's missing at the moment. Like, you know, I always pick up on Corey Seager's swing every single time. <laughs> yeah. But I just can't tell what's wrong with Will Smith. He just doesn't look comfortable at the plate. And, it, you know, I think it probably has a little bit to do with his late season fall off last year. Yeah. He definitely had a late season fall off last year. But he's kind of on the hot I – mean, he's not on the hot seat. That's not that's not a good way to put it. Austin Barnes is putting him in a weird spot. Yeah. Let's say that. Because Austin Barnes is actually performing for once in his life. Well, I mean, that's where – I mean – we how much do you actually read into spring training uh, spring training stats? So let, let's before we answer that before we ask that question, let's dig into some of it. So Will Smith so far in spring, this is as of uh, play heading into Friday. So you know complete play on Thursday. He's two for eighteen, which is one eleven batting average, one eleven batting average in seven games. Will Smith is also a 155 career batter in 35 game, spring training games since 2017. Of course, a lot of those were as a very young buck. But, um, yep. yeah, like you're talking about that 2019 fall off. 
in the the final 28 games last season he batted you know 189 so he batted under 200 his OPS was under 650 he I mean he still had the pop he he hit five home runs in that amount of time he drove in some runs uh, but that was after you know from 20 August 20th and forward um, yeah you know Dave Roberts uh, uh, today said that he he kind of expects him to be somewhere between his hot start and his cold finish, which is brilliant analysis. <laughs> I mean, Thank he's you, Dave. Spot, he's spot on Damn. there. <laughs> but I don't know. It's just, it's a weird situation. Of course, the hot start being he he hit over three what three twenty five. He OPS almost twelve hundred ten home runs, twenty eight RBI in twenty six games. He was never going to be that guy. Even his first hit. I was like, there's something weird about the swing. I don't like yeah. it. And now you're seeing like the contact. I think the ball is it's moving on him a little bit more. Maybe yep. he can't adjust to the cutter as much or something like that. Maybe it's a slider. It just it it feels like there's more it my analysis of his swing, it looks like he's trying to guide the ball, maybe. I don't know. As a softball expert, that's what I usually try to do when I'm terrible, guide is guide the ball to spots. Uh, find grass instead of just hitting it. Just hit grass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the, in terms of like what spring training stats mean to me, they don't really mean anything. I look at more of the peripherals of what's going on more so than the stats because you got to consider that, you know, especially from like a pitching point of view, you don't have your best defense around you. You don't have your best player surrounded, surrounded around you. So you don't feel comfortable always getting the ball in play. There's a lot of weather and field factors that go into defense. So there's a lot of things that could work against you as a pitcher. So mostly pitchers I'm looking for hitting their spots. I'm looking for some velocity upticks. I'm looking for things like that. If you're getting hit, that's okay. Garrett Cole got crushed today. You got hit four home runs off of him today. Um, two by Miggy, surprisingly, yeah. which is kind of cool to see. Miggy not dead. But that's um, where you. I mean, you you're you know you're talking about a pitcher, yeah. But the pitcher side of it, it's like okay, whatever. They're just trying to get their work in. But yeah. at the same time, those guys are the guys trying to get their work in, and they're pitching to Will Smith, and Will Smith ain't doing nothing. That's the thing. That's what's kind of concerning with me is that he's facing. I mean, he's not facing just elite big league talent he's facing some lower minor league talent and he's not hitting those guys so that's the part that kind of gets a little concerning for me when you start seeing him underperform against guys that he should be performing against uh especially if he's going to be a big league level guy but barnes barnes on the other hand i mean he went over two today so not 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 great but he also had a walk in there so walks are good he's down to 267 in spring which again not great not perfect but he's got a couple extra base hits he's he's not striking out nearly as much as he has he only struck out four times (sighs) uh it's really tough to look at austin barnes and be like this he's turning it around because you just never know he goes through like two or three games where he looks like he's figuring it out Mm -hmm. and then the wheels fall off so fast for him I think the thing that I like about Austin Barnes is that defensively he brings a lot to the game. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he's obviously an elite pitch framer. I think he ranks up there amongst the best. Uh, Will Smith, if it's him and Will Smith, you know, Will offers the power. You can't really get over that. If you're what it depends on what you're looking for from your catcher, honestly. So I think right now the job is Will's to lose, but he might be losing it. At They're going to ride him to start the season. I, I have yeah. no doubts about that. I mean, that. at the same time now, we're at a point with so much offense everywhere else. You can kind of have a catch-and-throw you know, catcher behind the dish and whatever he's able to, to contribute. You know, I, I would, sure. I would argue that catching of all positions on the field is mainly a defensive position other than obviously pitching. You want to fight about it? <laughs> I, yes, I would. 
uh, pe- <laughs> people get really upset about that because they're like, oh, Yadier Molina did it for years. It's like, yeah, he did. And Buster Posey has done it for years, too. Those mm-hmm. are great hitters who happen to be get good catchers. That's, that doesn't well, that was happen that, like, often. That weird catching, uh, you know, renaissance where they could actually hit. Like, it's Brian, Brian McCann and Russell Martin sort of started it. Because back then, back in those days, I think it was only like like uh, Javi Lopez was the only catcher who could hit who could a little hit bit, <laughs> and I mean he hit like forty home runs, and they didn't care about pitch yeah. framing back then. Benji Molina could was uh, kind of sort of doing. Benji it. Molina was made to stop balls from getting past him, and that's it. That's <laughs> he all he was designed to, he just, for. He's a goalie. That's he was all like, he was. "I'm going to hit it out, or I'm not running." Those are my options. And then and then Jorge Posada. Posada. Posada changed it up. Uh, and then, you know, it became like, oh, all of a sudden they're kind of athletes. And back in those days, you could lump McCann in as an athlete. And then, you know, he became oh. a trash can boy. But the positions change. It's, it's evolved. It's, it's gone back to the catch and throw a lot more. And that's fine. You know. Not, there's I'm a lot upset. of stock invested into pitch framing, and it does make sense. Pitch mm-hmm. framing is extremely valuable, and you know the more we get into electronic strike zones, the less valuable that's going to become. So that's something to consider long term because the electronic strike zone is coming eventually. It's yep. just a matter of when now. Um, but if you you know if that's the case, then what are you looking for out of a catcher? A guy who can just hit thirty bombs and has an okay arm to throw throw would be base dealers out you know what are you looking for yeah let's let's play a little prediction because you know what you're going to get out of will smith on defense it's going to be fine i don't they're definitely going to roll with him into spring training he's he kind of earned it last year and they didn't make any moves to do anything about uh you know any contingency plans so much let's say all right we're it's 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 may we're in the middle of may right now and will smith has like 10 home runs and is batting let's say 215 how would how do you feel about that for one, and how do you think like the fan base is going to feel about that? Uh, I think they'll be satisfied. I I, I mean I look at the options. <laughs> the satisfying Dodger There's Twitter. There's not, but you, if you look at the options around, there's not really anything there right now. Like mm-hmm. who who are you gonna? There's nobody to bring up. Like there's Diego Cartaya is not. Yeah, he's, know, not, he's not there. He's like he's 12, ready for he's like twelve years old or something yeah. like that. He's not ready uh, for prime time. Kiebert is his, he fell his, off. His stock has really dropped off in the past, like literally, like six months. It feels like, and he's, so you just you just he's one of those guys that was like he's an offensive catcher. He's also really uh, good, a really good catcher, but he's an offensive catcher. He it looks from like both the, sides of the plate. He's got power, and he I, I'm not the, sure. What I think the broken there. hand probably got him into a bad habits. Uh, into some bad habits and they're trying to work through it that's one of the things dave said while uh while we were at spring training it's like you know they're trying to get his swing path straightened out we'll see how that goes i don't think he's going to be an option for the first half of the season and maybe he just you know proves proves out to be a dud it's maybe he figures it out or we go and get our our ace reliever russell martin back and then i'm happy again because then i could be awkward with him at kershaw's ping pong tournament well yeah so I mean, in terms of the internal options, there's not really anything there. Like you're you're looking at the start of the season, you're like, it has to be Will Smith and it has to be Austin Barnes. So it's like, I mean, are you gonna trust Austin Barnes if if Will Smith really really struggles? You're probably gonna have to. I don't think you really have much of a choice. And then Will Smith becomes your backup catcher. So yeah, it's gonna if be Barnes. All of a sudden, just comes out on fire, <laughs> dude. If he can if he can show up and be 2017 Austin Barnes, Never then can happen. you? It's not gonna happen. But if I've, he could, I've can you imagine? <laughs> imagine the team. Like imagine the lineup, dude. Like your number eight hitter is Austin Barnes, and he's hitting like I don't know. He hit like 280 or somewhere around there mm-hmm. with uh, with power. 
did well. He took Grandall's starting job. Yeah. And obviously Grandall really struggled during that that time, but we won't we won't talk about that. Yasmani passball. <laughs> In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. All right, guys, we are um, excited. I'm going to say excited to introduce a new segment. I'm, I'm pretty thrilled about this. I just came up with it about, uh, what, 25 minutes ago? Yeah. And yeah. it's it's my crowning achievement in podcasting, and I've been doing this shit for a long time. I'm calling this segment Stealing from Your Mailbag. And in the inaugural uh, version here, the inaugural, um, what, what's a good way of saying this? Version, version <laughs> of stealing from your mailbag. We are going to visit Pedro Mora of the Athletic, who on Twitter earlier this week asked for questions. He's taking questions for a Dodgers mailbag that he's going to post on the Athletic. Well, you know what, Pedro? We're going to help you out. We're going to answer some of those questions. In fact, we're going to steal some of those questions, if not all of them. Uh, I mean, some of these people in here are friends of the show. You know, I get it. Going, you know, leaving us behind or whatever. But that's well, okay. Let's right. dig into it. How do you want to do that? I say let's just kind of back ask each other. Yeah, well, back and forth. So I'll yeah. lead off. Let's go from the top, and, and that way we don't get mixed up. So leading off, I have a question for you. Oh. Well, I don't have a question for you, Brooke Me 3. It's actually our boy, the Adam Bomb Raimundo. Wow. He says, uh, with Yelich signing an extension, are the Dodgers working on any of their own players like Bellinger, Seager, Betts, Bueller, or Lux? What do you Ooh. think? What do you think is going on behind the scenes? Well, if you go to DodgerNation.com, you can check oh. out our latest article on Cody oh. Bellinger and what fans think he will be getting on his next contract. Uh, here's the thing. Oh, I like that. I like that effect. The Wait, ripple effect. Oh, Better? Thank well, you. All right, continue. I'm I like, sorry. I like the balance. Uh, so, <sighs> Bellinger is a Boris guy, and uh, that should be all you need to know. Because he's not going to go cheap. Mm -hmm. So the justification for getting guys before they're out of their arbitration years is you can get them at a discounted rate because then they don't they don't have to take as much of a risk. They can get money before hitting free agency. They don't have to worry about a catastrophic injury or a huge, huge like slump or anything like mm -hmm. that. That's the justification for it. Cody Bellinger is not going to be that guy. He's not going to be the guy that Boris is willing to say like, hey, let's just take the money while it's hot. Let's get it and uh, get a you know seven-year contract or something like that. It's not going to be that guy. Bellinger's probably going to command over $300 million. That's my estimation for it. Um, obviously, Yelich just got a 215-ish uh, million dollar deal, mm -hmm. give or take, depending on how you look at it. But the difference is that Yelich kind of short-sold himself in the first place with the Marlins on a really, he, you know, he, he wasn't coming off great seasons. They offered him a pretty decent contract. He took the decent contract and kind of screwed himself a little bit. I mean, he's got money, so it doesn't really matter ultimately. But <laughs> now he's going to be uh, – this. that contract would have carried him through <clears throat> until 30, and if he had waited that out, then he's like, all right, well, I'll be 30, and maybe somebody will give me a five-year contract, or I could just take this longer deal and take the guaranteed money. So that's what he did with the Brewers. Mm -hmm. So 
His makes sense. I understand it now. The more I look at it, the more it makes sense to me. Bellinger, way different. I mean, the kid is 24. He's 24, right? 24. Somewhere like, he's about to be 25. We just talked about uh, He's <laughs> He's got a couple years left of arbitration before he's going to hit the free agent market. I, I would imagine they're going to try to negotiate before that, but I can't imagine them getting any sort of steep discount. Um, he's going he's gonna to command a huge contract, and I think the Dodgers are going to try to keep him. I think... I would have to think that um, in terms of the other young guys, you know, if you're talking like Seager, Seager, you maybe, you know, he's, he's a little closer in terms of how long he's got left on his, on a team control. He might get a smaller contract because he's really struggled and had some health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Gavin Lux is, boy, also, is Seager's also a Boris guy though. He is. Yeah. Lux is, you know, more down the line. So we're not, Probably not considering Lux anytime soon. I don't. I can't imagine they're not doing the White Sox thing where they're signing people like yeah. two years into their. That's what I was about to say. Like, like if experience. we get to that point where if the Dodgers did that with just like one or two of these guys, it would be. I don't know. I mean, I guess they don't need to. They don't, they don't need don't to, really but it would be great. Like, like if they could do that with Walker Buehler right now. Oh. Well, he's still already worth. He's he's already, he's already worth mad. Bucks. He's already <laughs> worth a ton of money, so it's kind of too late. Uh, there's also a question of bets in here. Bets is. I don't think Betts is signing an extension with the Dodgers. No. I don't he wants to go to free agency. He's said it that it, he's he doesn't want to do a disservice to future free agents by potentially, you know, taking away from another, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Somebody else they you. could reference yeah, point, yeah. a reference point. Yeah, yeah, there needs to be there needs to be precedence for a contract. So he's he's going to he's going to go into free agency. He's going to get a fat deal from somebody. I don't know who. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Boston resigns him. That's a possibility. Uh but yeah. I don't know that they're working on any deals, but I'm sure that it's been talked about extensively and will be talked about extensively throughout the course of the season with all those guys, especially mm-hmm. the young guys. Uh, rolling right on through some of these questions that we're going to steal. Um, Stealing by, your bag. And by steal, I mean steal. Uh, uh This guy, I I don't know how, LaCroix? That's his, oh, LaCroix's a drink. Yeah, okay. LaCroix toy. LaCroix toy. LaCroix toy asks, crazy to think Julio is only 23. Do you think they'll have They'll have him on an undisclosed innings limit this season, or how do you see his usage evolving? Yes, I, I've I've looked at uh, I looked into that like pretty early in the off season. Um, I think he only threw like uh, seventy nine innings total last year, or I, I forget exactly what it was with with 77. his his you know short amount of time in the the postseason as well. But the fact that He's not terribly far removed from shoulder surgery. He didn't pitch nope. much at all in 2018, and for a, a various array for an array of reasons, didn't get all the innings they anticipated him getting in in 2019. I think really they had him ballparked for like 110, 115. I I my kind of soft cap is I think they'll they'll go 135 innings. They'll probably sort of stretch him out uh, later in the season. He'll, I think he's going to do a lot again. What, what they did last year is he's going to open the season in the rotation, and then they'll kind of back him off a little bit, and then you know mash him, uh, mash the pedal towards the end of the season. But if he's producing though, as much as Dave, you know, Dave Roberts has said it now, I think two or three times. Hey, I, we really want this guy to just get into a normal routine, and and. You know, for to his credit, Urias has said, "I'm I'm down to do whatever." I enjoyed relieving last year. 
I really like starting. I'll do whatever the hell you guys want. So mm. I'm kind of cool um, on on the 135, and that gives him probably up to 150 into the postseason or something like that. But that's sort of my soft hard cap for him. So I know they said that he's going to be the number four starter, and they keep saying Pretty it over much. and over again. Much, yeah. How much how much value do you give to that? How realistic is that? How how consistent do you see his role actually being? Mm. I think the glaring need for a left-hander in the the bullpen and the overpopulation of right-handers in the rotation, this roster just looks better. The 26-man roster on a day-to-day basis looks better with Julio in the bullpen, you know, throwing some some nasty cheddar out there and even picking up his, his three-inning saves and all that. Julio in the bullpen looks better and throwing in somebody like, you know, stripling into the rotation. I I really like, and that's not because we're buddies. (laughs) Uh, I just, I think it balances everything out a little bit better roster wise. That's my take. It's a good take. I got one for you here from at OC underscore Todd. As we continue to steal from Pedro Mora's mailbag, who is a dark horse candidate with a chance to break camp with the club? Ooh, dark horse candidate. Mm-hmm. I like not the wild that. horse. No, no, not the Dark wild horse. horse. He he is yet to command a contract anywhere. Oh. Uh, but he did turn down a ten million dollar contract. Poor guy. Yeah. Uh, to break camp with the club, you know, I don't think there are any real dark horse candidates. I think everybody that you expect to be on the team is going to be on the team. I'll kind of go with the reverse on that a little bit, though, because uh, Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin are not going to be on the opening day roster like everybody anticipates, mm-hmm. uh, unless. Jimmy Nelson is dead or something like that, which uh, looking at it, it's entirely possible because we have no idea what's going on with Jimmy mm-hmm. Nelson. He's mm-hmm. really back and forth. Um, I was surprised to see Matt Beatty as like a, how was it phrased? He has an inside track at a bench roll this season. I think that's yes. how it was phrased. And I was like, I would almost lock him in for a bench roll. Like he, I can't imagine them not using him this year. They'll use him. It's just, is he the right guy to open to be on the opening day roster. I think so. I mean, in terms of what you're looking for out of a bench player, like the dude, didn't he like lead the league in, in average with running runners in scoring position something or something like that? Like that? As a, like either yeah, either like as that. a rookie or, or it might have been the league. I, f- I forget the numbers and I don't have them in front of me, but he was his, good. His biggest, Beatty's biggest um, path to the, the opening day roster is his ability to play third base. And that's that's just the way it is. If he can play an exceptional or at least average third base, because there is right now no true backup to JT at three B, and and nobody wants to play third base. Nobody wants Muncie very much does not want to play third base. CT three, I've never liked him at third base. I mean, he could play it well. Kike, I've really never liked at third base. So as much as uh, it, it, you don't really. <laughs> Want to see JT out of the lineup so much? He he needs to be this season. He ideally you really want him sitting a lot more. So yeah, uh, Beatty kind of does have that inside track in a way. And you know, I get it. I get it. Makes sense. Three yeah. B man. Yeah, I, who's your dark look, horse man? I mean, look if you're looking just at uh, statistical standpoint, McKinstry has really looked good. Uh, they've Davis talked several times about how much he likes him. He's hitting like in the four hundreds. He's mm-hmm. hitting the gaps. He's hitting extra base hits he's legging stuff out he looks good and he can play all over the diamond he's one of those guys that could be like a 
almost like a similar Matt Beatty, almost similar, yeah. but I think a little more athletic version of Matt Beatty, maybe with less power. I'm not really sure yet. Yeah, he has he, more of an ability a, to play up the middle too. Yeah, for sure. So I think McKinstry is a guy that could actually break camp with the team, depending on how things shape out. Um, I wouldn't bet on it, but if I had to, if I had to pick a dark horse, that would be my guy. Fair enough. I like him. He's athletic. I like athletic guys. Pedro Mora is so the athletic. Like me? You don't like me. No, you're athletic. You know, you can <laughs> you can run when needed. <laughs> my my uh my dark horse is that that one kid we signed uh the lefty Raymond uh, Gudon Gudwan something Goodwan. like that yeah that guy yeah. he's having a good spring. Uh, he's giving up one run four innings. Should we do Soccer. one more? Let's do seventeen more. Okay. Tavi says, "What's going on with Tyler White? He's having a surprisingly decent spring training, given his performance last season and the Astros news." Is he in the running to be a backup or even possible starter at first base? No. And no. He's not on the 40-man roster anymore. He'll be starting sometimes at AAA. He'll make his way up back up to the roster at some point maybe. But I I get a strong I get a strong feeling in my my soul that he'll be cut before the end of spring. <sighs> we like we like him. I like oh, you know, Chunky Muncy seems like a nice I feel fella. for him. I feel for that guy. He's, he's, he's also just ringer. in a bad spot, man. Like if he does lose this roster spot, you want you kind of don't know where he's going to end up, and if anybody's really going to want him because of the the Astro stink, because he's not going to be able to escape that anywhere. Uh, and that's not necessarily his fault, but this is just the oh, the general fault of the organization for not doing anything about it, and they knew, they all knew. So, yeah. So we hate them. Yes. Good we call. just we no we just strongly really just don't like them. Jason Jason Schwartz asks, "What do you predict the Dodgers' record would be if the starting lineup ate Helen Ray's hot sando before each game? Uh, they would not win a game. Why not? They would not make it onto the field. You got twenty six men roster now, so you could so just one like, guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> coach, 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 I gotta get out of the game. <laughs> oh wait, I used to uh, have the, I used to have a toilet button." Um, you, you, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. It sounds good. Um, okay, well, let, let's let's play off of that a little bit. What do you predict the rec- Dodgers' record will be? How about that? Instead of we'll take out the Helen Ray's part of it, but Helen Ray's, no, if I'm you're listening, Ray's. we are hungry. Please, <laughs> please send sandwiches and bunch on. If you're listening, we are so, hungry. <laughs> uh, so last year we uh, we had the prediction when we did the KTLA thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said 98. Just a slight, flex, slight flex. I think you said 93. No, I, I said, said 93. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I said 98. Slight they finished flex. with 106. Uh-huh. 106 wins? We're close. Yeah, it was close enough. Uh, I'm going to say, based on how poor the National League West is, not like money-wise, but also kind of money-wise, I'm going to go a uh, solid 102 wins this year. I think we did this, and I think you just changed your answer from I did. like two or three weeks ago. I did because so. I've thought about it more, and I have. Less I forgot faith. what I said. I think I had more last time. I forgot what I said. No, but I said I think I'm going to stick stick with it. I said uh, like 101 or you said 101. I did say 101. Yeah. See that? Look at that. I'm not one of those guys who just says things. I'm not like an AM570 guy who will just say something and then are mad when it gets brought up. <laughs> well, why? The, what? Why are you guys remembering what we say, jerks? <laughs> We actually had uh, we had a poll out on our Dodgers Nation Twitter, the uh, what the over under or the it was at one hundred one hundred hundred point five yeah. one hundred point five wins for the Dodgers in twenty twenty. Everybody's taking the over eighty one eighty seven percent eighty seven point one percent of people of almost fifteen hundred votes because uh, I posted this at an odd time. 
Yeah, uh, they they were taking the over, which it's wild that we could look at 100 wins. And I think what last year was the fourth or fifth overall 100 win season in the the franchise history of the club. So that's wild. And three of those, two of those, have come in the last three years. I I did. I'll I'll be honest. I did not expect them to do that. Like my 98 number, I was like, that's going to be cutting it close. It's probably going to be right down to the last game. Well, that was also coming off of a a rough 2018. 2018 sucked. But there was no broken wrist this time. So, you know what they say? If JT doesn't break his wrist, then the team wins 106 games. Everybody knows that. All right, guys. As we hit the wrap it up button here, our final thoughts. Um, I just I just wanted to be wanted to boast. Thanks to our friends over at uh, uh, Let's Be Frank Pod. We love those guys. They're nice kids. Friends of the show. Um, Frank Talk LA started started beefing with me a little bit on the uh, the Blue Heaven Pod Twitter. I mean, not really. We're just messing around. But um, he was. Our, I think he was making fun of a guy that was. Yeah, saying he's not. Yeah, it was one of those things. Yeah, somebody was making. Uh, what do they call? There's like a chain. I don't, know, I don't know what the kids say anymore. Yeah, the kids, they're, they're hip with touch. it. But our boy Roach, uh, he started a, a quick poll on his Twitter, and uh, he says, let the let the fans decide who has the better podcast. There was Blue Heaven going up against Let's Be Frank, and we crushed him. Wait, I have, let's find it. Let's find the button. Let's find a nice, there we go. Crushed him. Thank you. Thank you. That's fine. What is this? What is 13? What do you do, 13? That says karaoke. Let's go Flanger. Flanger works. This is the last time, and then we'll cut it off. Crushed him. Ah. No. Oh, there it is. You have to be, like, loud. Ah. You're doing good. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry for this part of the show. Sorry for everything. It's been a bad week. I, I need some bunch on now. You guys can find us on the internet at DodgersNation.com. You guys can also find our faces on the internet at YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. Please go subscribe there. Mash that notification bell. Um, and we'd really appreciate it if you guys enjoy us, but only if you guys enjoy us. If you would like and uh, you know leave a review and rate the show on iTunes because that, that really helps us get in front of more people's eyes. And we can be cool like John Boy. Like if John Boy didn't have the, his viral videos... He wouldn't have so many likes on his thing, and now he would. Now he's in front of everybody's eyes when it's like, oh, here's a related podcast you might like. So do that. I demand you do that. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> Subscribe to Blue Heaven on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM. Oh, so many more. I thought you were going to wait a little bit longer, but uh, that's okay. I'm at Brogme3. This guy is at RealFRG. We're both on Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at DodgerNation.com, and you can find us at DodgerNation on Twitter, official Dodger on Instagram. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in today. Don't forget, we record a live, live, live show every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. Make sure you're there or else uh, uh, I'll probably cry. That's what she said. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.